0: It's right I don't
1: O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the Biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the Feast, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal-clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10.17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew scriptures and from the King James for the bread Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion Be'shelach and it means when he let go. Exodus 16:11 to 36. Hashem spoke to Moses. I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Speak to them, and say, By evening you shall eat flesh, and in the morning you shall have your fill of bread, and you shall know that I, Hashem, am your God. In the evening quail appeared and covered the camp. In the morning there was a fall of dew about the camp. When the fall of dew lifted, there, over the surface of the wilderness, lay a fine and flaky substance, as fine as frost, on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, That is the bread which Hashem has given you to eat. This is what Hashem has commanded. Gather as much of it as each of you requires to eat. An omer to a person for as many of you as there are. Each of you shall fetch for those in his tent. The Israelites did so, some gathering much, some little. But when they measured by the omer, he who had gathered much had no extra, and he who had gathered little had no deficiency. They had gathered as much as they needed to eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over until morning. But they paid no attention to Moses. Some of them left of it until morning, and it became infested with maggots and stink. And Moses was angry with them. So they gathered it every morning, each as much as he needed to eat. For when the sun grew hot, it would melt. On the sixth day, they gathered double the amount of food, two omers for each. And when all the chieftains of the community came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what Hashem meant. Tomorrow is a day of rest, a holy Shabbat of Hashem. Bake what you would bake, and boil what you would boil, and all that is left put aside to be kept until morning. So they put it aside until morning, as Moses had ordered. And it did not turn foul, and there were no maggots in it. Then Moses said, Eat it today, for today is a Shabbat of Hashem. You will not find it today on the plain. Six days you shall gather it. On the seventh day, the Shabbat, there will be none. Yet some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found nothing. And Hashem said to Moses, How long will you men refuse to obey My commandments and My teachings? Mark that Hashem has given you the Shabbat. Therefore He gives you two days' food on the sixth day. Let everyone remain where he is. Let no one leave his place on the seventh day. So the people remained inactive on the seventh day. The house of Israel named it manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and it tasted like wafers in honey. Moses said, This is what Hashem has commanded. Let one omer of it be kept throughout the ages, in order that they may see the bread that I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out from the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar, put one omer of manna in it, and place it before Hashem to be kept throughout the ages. As Hashem had commanded Moses, Aaron placed it before the covenant to be kept. And the Israelites ate manna forty years until they came to a settled land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Matthew 10, 1-25 And when he, Yeshua, had called to him, his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. The first, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the publican, James the son of Alphaeus and Labaeus, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Yeshua sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into any city of the Samaritans. Enter not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves. For the workman is worthy of his meat." And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come into a house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it not be worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet." Verily I say to you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents, and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. For it is not you that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaks in you. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the Father the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake but he that endures to the end shall be saved and when they persecute you in this city flee into another for verily I say unto you you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the son of man Has come. The disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Psalm 12 one to eight. Help, Lord, for the godly man ceases; for the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbour, with flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. Who have said, With our tongue will we prevail? Our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, says the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffs at him. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth purified seven times. You shall keep them, O Yahweh, you shall preserve them from this generation forever the wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted proverbs 3:15-18 happy is the man that finds wisdom and the man that gets understanding For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things you can desire are not to be compared to her. I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Exodus chapter 16, and then we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 10. And in Exodus 16, we see that God is giving instructions to the children of Israel regarding the manna. Now remember that the children of Israel are transitioning from being slaves where they work hard seven days a week and there is no rest to now God, the Father, is going to provide for them and he's going to provide the, the food for them, their daily food, which is called manna. And he gives them the instructions that each day they're to pick up one omer of manna, and then it will sustain them and take care of them. And some had much and some had little, and none were without. But then he gives them the instruction that on the sixth day of each week, that would be Friday that they were to pick up a double portion of the manna and that on the seventh day, the Shabbat, they were not to go out and pick up the manna because they had the extra portion from Friday because the Shabbat, the seventh day, is the day of rest. And he wanted them to learn that pattern, that life cycle, that way of walking, that one day a week, the seventh day, the Shabbat, from Friday night sundown to Saturday night sundown, is the day of rest, and on this day you do not work. And so later on, Yeshua says in the New Testament to his disciples, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he also goes on to say, I am the bread from heaven. I am the living manna. I am the bread from heaven. That he is the living manna. So these are important lessons that they learn in their wilderness time. They had to absolutely trust God for their daily provision. Again, the wilderness, and this was in the Jordan desert, is very desolate. There's no green trees except for an occasional oasis. There's not a lot of bushes or greenery or grass. It's just extremely desolate. And so they literally had to depend upon God to feed them each day. And that took trust for them to trust him. Now, the Israel Bible commentary to the verse 35. Let me read verse 35, and then we'll look at the commentary to it. Chapter 16, verse 35 And the Israelites ate manna 40 years until they came to a settled land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. And the Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows The children of Israel were fed manna from heaven during the entire period of 40 years of wandering in the desert until they were within sight of the promised land. At that point, They went from being directly sustained by the manna to being nourished by the bountiful produce of Eretz Israel. Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch notes that Hashem intended for the produce of the land to be enjoyed as though it too is like the miraculous manna provided directly by God. Now let's jump into Matthew chapter 10. And Yeshua is giving his instructions to the 12 disciples as he's about to send them forth um, and send them out to share the gospel. But in many ways, his instructions to the disciples then is also instruction to all disciples throughout all the ages. So, whether it was 500 years ago, 300 years ago, 700 years ago, during the time of the first disciples, or during our time today, these words ring true. And he goes on to say, in his instructions to the disciples, he says in verse 16, Matthew 10, 16, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. It goes on to say, But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues, and you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. I'm actually thinking of the gentleman who wrote The Pilgrim's Progress, and he went through much persecution in the writing of that book he was forbidden to preach the gospel and he would go out to on the street corners and share the gospel. And it was against the rules or the laws of his day. And so then because he was doing it open in the open field, in the open air, um, they ended up putting him in jail and he was in jail for a long, long time for, and his, his, crime was preaching the gospel. He was brought before judges and religious leaders, and and then he ended up in jail. So the author of Pilgrim's Progress, his name was John Bunyan, and the book was written in 1678. So he was in prison for a very long time, and his wife was left uh outside of the prison to fend for herself and their children. And so it was a great hardship, not only on him, but also on his wife. And so he certainly suffered and was persecuted for speaking the truth and for uh, speaking the gospel and going against the religious leaders of his day. So let's continue on in this passage, chapter 10, verse 19. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you shall speak for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. And verse 21, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endures to the end shall be saved. But when they persecute you in this city, flee into another. For verily, I say to you, you shall not have gone over the cities of Israel till the Son of Man has come. So he's warning us that if we're a true disciple and follower of Yeshua, we will be persecuted. We will be hated. There will be family members that turn against us. And now more than ever, we are certainly seeing that with this COVID pandemic, many, many families are divided over this issue. Those who are choosing to take the jab and those who are choosing not to take the jab. It's caused great division. And in some nations and in some cities... It's now mandated that you must take the jab and you must show your green passport to show that you've been vaccinated. And if you don't have it, then you can't go to the mall or you can't go grocery shopping or you can't buy hamburgers at McDonald's or whatever. So the unvaccinated, the unjabbed are being basically marginalized from the public arena of life. And so Yeshua is warning us that there will be persecution. And so he also warns us and tells us that if you're being persecuted in one city, flee to another. And that's exactly what a lot of people are doing. There's a mass exodus. People are leaving California, a blue state, and they're moving to places like Texas, Missouri, Florida, Kentucky, Idaho. They're moving from the blue states to the, blue, to the red states. They're moving from the blue cities. They're leaving Chicago. They're leaving San Francisco. And they're going to um, more friendly cities that um, aren't so tyrannical. And so it's a form of persecution that we are seeing today. And Yeshua warned us. So mostly what we really need to remember is to keep our eyes on Yeshua. Turn your eyes upon Yeshua look full in His wonderful face, and the things of the world will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. And with that, we will conclude with that beautiful classical hymn. Shalom. Please enjoy this beautiful classical hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, sung by Lauren Daigle. Thank
0: Ivrekka Adonai, viish Vikun nekha, yisah adonai, na'af he lekha, vayase lekha.
1: Blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty four to twenty six. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.